Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. To finish second nine times and to have your first one come at the end and you beat the poster boy. Yeah. And it solidified your championship. Yeah. Austin Cendrick was that was his championship to lose from everybody was, I was hearing yeah, talk he was about. Defending it. champion of the series. So it came down to this one race? One lap. Oh man. Wow. And he beast mode him. Wow. No, he didn't. <laughs> didn't he he, that, he beast molded him. He's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I know. I know. I'm gonna walk you through it like a football game. I'm gonna walk through you like it's fourth and it's fourth and one. They're on the goal line. They're down by two. No timeouts. Three seconds left Three on the clock. Three seconds left on the clock. This what are you going to do? Yep. The 18, closing the gap. Fighting for the win and the championship. And a four. They're side by side. responsible if we start with just talking about okay 2021 champion a lot of times as athletes or you know fans we see you know the accolades we see the celebrations we see the trophies we see the contracts but we don't see the path to those yep. things right you remind me of Kevin Hart and the reason why you remind me of Kevin Hart because a lot of people don't know how he he sacrificed so much and slept in his car you know when he made it to Hollywood or got to Hollywood yep. and you it's the same path you know, Rocco talking to me about, you know, right. before the show is like, this dude used to sleep in his car or, you know what I mean? So I want to start there. Like, talk to me about that age. Where does that come from? And, and, and take us through a little bit of your background. You know, for me, you know, growing up, my mother, my father, my stepfather, just, just regular folks, right. right? My mom, my stepdad, they were service riders in a local dealership. You know, you pull your car in, they're the ones hanging the ticket in your car and taking your keys, you know, just normal normal people. And then my dad was just a handyman. He would do whatever, you need some AC work or you needed this or that, he was your guy. That was it, it was scraping by week to week to put food on the table. And to me, that that started the build of me, right? Because you see that, you see him struggling, you see, you see all of that stuff that it does, it changes who you are, how you, your own perspective. And then you also, at the time, feel like that's, that's the way everybody lives, right? That's normal. I say all that because I think back to being, by the time I was 13 or 14 years old, I've now raced seven, eight years, you know, from the time I could you know, barely walk to 13 or 14 and um, find myself in a spot where I can, I mean, it's taking a huge toll on them, the family that is. They're not gonna really keep this going. And they're like, 
all right, it's up to you. You're gonna figure this out. You gotta go knock on doors. You gotta go do whatever you gotta do, but long story short, we can't do this anymore ourselves. I think that was a turning point, like, oh damn, it's serious, like, this is it, this thing that you think is always gonna be there. You, when you say can't do it, meaning funding the whole operation. Funding of how- every part about it, right? I mean, I, I know, I, I remember my father not eating, leaving the racetrack at nights. You know, my, I have a, a half sister, she didn't understand why, but I had seen it. Like I seen, well, I know we didn't finish good enough tonight to make enough money. So we got to eat, I got to eat, my stepsister got to eat, stepmother at the time got to eat, dad didn't, right? Because physically couldn't. So that, that's, it was all those times, right? It finally come to a head like, hey, we can't do this. You know, we can't live like this. That's the journey. That that's the journey, man, not to absolutely, absolutely. So story, yeah. I, I think because of that, right? That, that builds though your perspective. Um, you know, from there, you know, what happens after you're 13, 14, and it's all gone. Right. Um, I, I think back to key moments, meeting some, some friends that are actually still currently in our sport that are at the highest levels of our sport, but meeting them at that young age, 13 or 14, kind of experiencing some of their lifestyles, that was like the first time I had seen like, whoa, the way what was normal in my life growing up, all of a sudden you had this other tier of it, which, you know, dressing nice and your manners and, you know, getting dressed on Sunday and going to church and all that stuff. Like, that wasn't in my background. You didn't do that before? We had none of that stuff, man. We, you know, you, you knew <laughs> you had scheduled time where you are going to eat and all that. Like, that wasn't a thing. Right. Um, so that kind of gave you, like, whoa, this is what it's probably supposed to be like. How do you bridge that gap, right? How do you bridge that gap? We all have defining moments. Multiple. Multiple, like, right? Especially from that journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Athletes, entertain like, the most successful, like, the successful people in, 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 in these spaces, athletes, entertainers, right? businessmen and women, we hear their stories, but we all have these defining moments. A key defining moment for me was 2004, and I was on the campus of the University of Central Florida where I was going to school. Uh, Got a scholarship there to play ball. At six, I knew football was was what what I wanted. And, And that was plan A, I didn't have a plan B. And so anyways, growing up, I was always one of the probably the best guy on the team. The running backs used to score 20, 30 touchdowns Doing a game, I mean, a year. Got to high school, you know, had some turbulent moments as far as like some challenges. You know, we bounced around a little bit. We're in Augusta, Georgia, we're in Atlanta. So I wasn't the guy, but I kept fighting, but I knew yep. who I was, right? Yep. Like I remember the foundation from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Got to college, <laughs> actually went to um, University of Central Florida on a visit the same time he went. So he was one of the best linebackers in the entire country. I was a guy that was like a four-star and they were going to take a shot at. And so, you know, the Gators, Florida was my dream school. Yep. And I wanted to go there, but they offered me at safety. So I had to turn it down. I remember sitting there and I was like, Coach Zook, just give me three weeks to prove to you that I can buy, be yep. wide receiver. I'll be your guy if you, you let can me. put me anywhere. You can put me at linebacker. You can put me at safety. I don't care. He's like, no, he looked and he said, do you want to be a Gator or not? Right? Mm-hmm. And then I got up and I shook his hand. I said, thank you, but I'm going to go to UCF. And so I begged UCF to give me my scholarship back. But fast forward to 2004, I'm laying in, in, in my dormitory. And, uh, you know, I wasn't playing. I wasn't starting. Like, nothing was happening. Yep. And I was like, how the hell am I going to make it to the NFL? I'm at UCF, mid-major school. Yep. We're Second in the MAC conference. Closing in, right? Right. And... Um, I remember getting up out of the bed, right, thinking about all these things. And I said, I'm a star. And I went to the tattoo parlor on Colonial Drive. And I said, put a star on this side 
and then also on this side. And then they put a star on both ribs. And one says born, one says die. And so it was just a reminder. I was like, I, I know this, these are hard times now, but I'm not giving up on my dream. And I'm going to put this on my body as a reminder. Every day. That I was born a star, I'm going to die a star. Now, and there's so much to it, right? Oh, it's yeah, like all the fame and football. But, it, you know, what I'm saying is, you know, that was a moment for me where I had to dig deep. I had another moment where I was laying in the tub, because, you know, taking an ice bath the night before a game. And I just, my body was broken down. I just couldn't yep. do this in college, right? So those are some defining moments where I was like, I can go left or I can go right. Or this thing can go left, this thing can go right. So I say all that because we have these defining moments. And Chan, I know there was defining moments for you. Everybody's you know, mind's racing. Surgeries, right now. like we can yeah. all go through. So <laughs> give me those defining moments. One, two, three defining moments where you're like, shh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. You know, we touched on the one about being, you know, around that 13, 14 year old range. That was, that was one for sure, but you're a kid still, right? I mean, it'll be fine and you're gonna figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, but then I look at, uh, you know, Trying the best way to go about this. So I had a, a family friend of, of ours in, in our family. Um, he had actually moved, my, my, first of all, my stepfather was from Massachusetts. He had actually moved south to chase a dream race and fell short. So he had a little bit of tie. Well, this family friend of ours, um, which is an incredible story if I tie this back into what just happened 10 days ago, he comes down here, decides he's going he's gonna to work on a pit crew. He, he don't know anything about it. He's raced his whole life up up north, but this guy's name's Tim Latiga. He's gonna work on pit crew, right? <laughs> Tim Latiga, he maintains our family friendship. One day, right around you know, that same time, I needed help at the racetrack. Um, and I had some cars to drive and nothing of any quality. Um, Tim Latiga comes and helps and he realized right then and there, he says, man, th this is not the way you're supposed to be doing it. He goes home, puts his prized possession, which was his Mustang GT, I'll never forget, it was like a beautiful blue metallic color, sells it and buys me a race car. Now I'm 15. Wow. He buys that race car, and that was my first like full-blown, other than anybody family-related, car owner. At that point, for me, was, well, hang on, you're doing this for me? And then it also transitioned to, you know, 15 years old, like him showing me the ins and outs of completely working on it. What this it is took. Latiga? This is Latiga. Hendrick Tim Latiga. Latiga? Tim Latiga, yep, absolutely. Small world, very small world. I bought my first toolbox from Tim Get out of here. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> At Hendrick Motorsports. What? I didn't know nothing. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> how know, how, I didn't, I didn't know what a wrench was. Yeah, he was, right. he was like, right. at that time in my life, like a father figure. <laughs> like him and his wife, Cheryl. That's dope. Um, they didn't have any kids, so I was like their kid. You know, they go to dinner at that time in my life. They're buying every meal of mine. They're putting shoes on my feet, and I'm driving their race car. That's it. And that's, that's what I was, you know, living and, and <laughs> breathing, and that was it, man. Right. And um, that was a turning point for me because... It's funny, you talk about the journey and those, those pivotal moments in your life, and without one, there's not the other, right? So that was, that was one of those for me. Um, but some things started going south um, in their personal life. After about two years of that, three years, now I'm 17, 18. Um, I'll, I'll put this in perspective too, 17 or 18. There's guys right now, NASCAR champions at some of the grassroots level that are doing it already at 17 or 18. Here I am trying to get out of a you entry, entry. I'm way late to the game, right? But it's all... Timing when it's right, right? I've always had faith. Talk about these stars. Got a tattoo lined up to get. Uh, it says have faith because I've always had it. Whether it's running forward in life or going backwards, having faith things will work out. And this is one of those moments because, you know, you know, with, without him doing that, that wouldn't have led to the next group that I found myself associated with. Um, and I look at Speed Weeks. Everybody's kind of here is probably familiar now with Speed Weeks. Yep, yep. Daytona, you know, for the big guys, NASCAR, you're down there for at the time, you know, this is 
that's what, thir 12, 13 years ago? Mm -hmm. um, you're down there for a week or two. Mm -hmm. Well, in the, the grassroots level, there's also all these short tracks around there that run their own speed weeks, five-day shows. And um, it's funny, a girl I was dating at the time, he was a pastor at a local church in Concord. He got the church to round up some money and, and bought, uh, bought two sets of tires for me. Now I got two sets of tires with no car to drive. <laughs> um, and, and I'd been working at some other shops, building cars for other people and just, you know, using really the trade that, you know, Tim had taught me. And um, I was promised if I built this car to go down here for the speed weeks, I would get to drive it. And when the time came, the car wasn't, you know, say, hey, I want the money to take you. So here I am, tires, no car to drive. <laughs> Who do I call? Call Tim Laddie to back up. I said, man, I haven't driven for you. I know you and your wife are working through some stuff. Um, but I got these tires. He's like, well, if you can come here, help me put a motor in, you can take my car. Caveat is this other team you've been working for, working, not racing for, but just working hands-on, it's got to go down this other competitor's trailer. And it was just a, just a mess right, of right, how this had to right. work. Because at that level, it's a lot of like, it's, you know, the culture. And there's like five or six cars with this group, five or six. It's really, really strange, to be honest with you. Um, so the story goes, I ride down there with this team I've been working for. I grab my helmet bag, I got my tires, and I <laughs> walk across the pit area. It's at Orlando Speed World. I'll never forget this. Um, walk across the pit area to this other guy's trailer. And this guy's name was Dan Snyder. Not the football guy, Dan Snyder. <laughs> um, it was Dan Snyder. And he rolls out four or five of his customers' cars, and then rolls out my car that Tim Latica owns, which is not there. Timmy's not there. He sent this. He had enough, you know, just like, hey, I know you can handle it. Just sent me, you know, sent a card in there for me, rolls it out, and here I am all week for five days. You race every single night, you practice every single day, and, and you race five days straight. And the, amongst the customers of this guy, Dan Snyder's, you know, customers, he uh, has a guy named Hoyt Demas. And Hoyt Demas, you know, this is a huge, huge moment for me. He sees me kind of grinding out there on the side, right? All their customers, here I am, with, you know, working on Tim's car, I'm driving it, kind of running the show myself, um, if you want to call it. And day four or five, Hoyt says, hey, he says, what are you doing when you get back home, Mike, man? I don't know. Everything I've got is wrapped up in this weekend, and hopefully something comes about. He says, wow. when we get back, I'm going to buy your car. You're going to come drive for me. I thought, whoa, hang on, time out. That don't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I said, what do you mean? So he starts telling me his business story, how he's, you know, he's been in a painting commercial, like real estate painting, wall covering, you know, wallpaper stuff for 20 years at a time. He's like, when we get back, I'm buying your car, and you're going to race for me. Well, it's going to be for that guy, Dan Snyder. It's going to be in his shop. This guy Hoyt's going to own the car, and my obligations are going to be to work full-time at this guy's shop on all the customers' cars. And then when I'm done with theirs, I can work on my car that Hoyt owns. And this guy Hoyt's also racing. Right. At this division, there's, there's this class of legend cars, different divisions uh, for age groups and, and whatnot, skill set. So it's funny. So I'm, I'm working for one guy. I have another guy's shop. Um, somebody else owns my motor. Um, Dan Snyder, that is. Hoyt owns his car. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny part of all this stuff is, is that relationship right there kind of, you know, I was literally driving nothing for like a year. I mean, I had a one-off show here or there for a couple of teams, but nothing full-time. So 2018, here I am. He takes me racing. We run, um, I want to say from 2018, 2019, we ran about 160 races together, 150, 160 races. Right. And we're fortunate enough to win 120 plus of them. And that kind of that kind of got the the ball rolling, if you will, downhill. Of okay, you're winning, you're winning a lot, which is obviously. But how significant is that? Like, right? Because like I yeah. think, pe pe like I mean, I don't know, Chan, but that's kind of over my head. Is that like 
It's huge. Did you hear how many races he said? How many races yeah. did you say? Yeah. And so that's you're, multiple you're, in a week. You're racing. Yeah, you, yeah you're, running, you're winning three or four a week. Um, so you said 150 races around? 150 over two years. And how many did you win? Like 120, some of them. <laughs> you ever that's take, pretty damn good <laughs> percentage. You ever take a couple? And then um, who's breaking down these cars? Right. Who's getting them back? Who's working on these cars and yeah, get me. done? Yeah, me. You are. Me and Dan Snyder, who owned that team with his customers, and Hoyt <laughs> Demas is paying the bills. So a little side note, it's funny now I can tell you this. Hoyt Demas came to me, gave me that car to drive. I worked out of this other guy's shop. The whole time, he, this guy's racing. At the time, he had been 40, I think, um, give or take. And he was telling his wife that he was just renting a car and going to drive for fun because he had raced years and years before. <laughs> Come to find out, he owned my car. He, he ended up buying three more. He owned the trailer that we pulled. Yep. So <laughs> it's hilarious because when she found out, she was yeah. not as amused as we are. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his yeah. business was good at the time, man, and he was just, just giving me the shot, right? Just give me a chance. You see the similarities between football scouting early? Mm -hmm. That guy who was a racer saw this young, young driver. Right owner, well, not owner, mechanic, crew chief, car chief, on his own, showing up to Pretty the race cool, with some tires, trying That's to it. make the race. If I owned a race team and I saw a guy like you, if I saw a football player at, at, at you know, catching stuff at an early age, I'm like, hey, let me get... That's what he did to you. Dude, without a doubt. Wow. Without a and doubt. And that's what Timmy did to you. And you telling me that story about Tim, I had no idea because... Yeah. He, I didn't know. He, I, he won't talk about it. When I signed to Hendrick, I had no idea. Ask, had no idea. He was a regular guy, a mechanic, yep. in the shop, set up plate, yep. everything. He had yep. no idea. A small guy with glasses. You can yep. tell he knew fiery what he was doing. Fiery, too, now. He's fiery. Yes. Right. And he looked at me, and he was like, you he's, know, he's I mean, changing lives. He was yeah, changing he lives. Changed lives. He's like, here, wasn't... you need this. Buy this from me. I was like, how much do I buy this for? For you, $400. It was my first Mac yep. toolbox. And then he left me. I was in a five shop. He was in a 2448 yep. shop at the time with Jimmy Johnson yep. and a tire changer. Unbelievable. And a tire changer for Jimmy Johnson won seven championships. And he's changing lives like yours. Yep. And changing like, wow. Exactly. I had no idea until you told me that. I'm going to give him a call. I'll tell you, it's funny, when though. <laughs> when we took Checker Flag of Phoenix, he was one of the first ones to hug me on the start finish line. He still works in it. Wow. He works on a competitor that I was racing against car. He, he still works at RCR. And uh, the guy who runs the show, the team he's on, was like, what the hell are you doing? Go out there. Yeah. So that was cool, right? It's so, like, I've run up almost, <laughs> on that start finish line, and he's there. Um, got to give him a big hug, and it, it was pretty cool. There was seen a couple of videos and clips of all that. It was wow. pretty neat. How about that? Proud of you, bud. Thank you, Proud of you. Thanks so much. You're a big part of it. Thank you. <laughs> Just talking about the stories where I think my defining moment was when the third time I tore my ACL and a doctor told my mom, football's not for him anymore. And How old were you? Yeah. <laughs> High school, college? High school. It already happened wow. three times? Yeah, I told my ACL ninth grade summer at Penn State, at a football camp in Penn State. Then I told my ACL again nine months later, as soon as they cleared me, I got a cadaver put in it. I a got hamstring of some dead dude. I got some stuff going on like that, too. Dead, you got some dead dude. They put in there. Some you don't know his name, at least. <laughs> they don't tell you their name, but I was hoping it was somebody athletic. I don't want to be, I don't know want no big fat, worn out. fat ass, fat ass dude <laughs> hamstring in my knee. It might have better work out that way. <laughs> but then, then I end up tearing my left ACL. Oh, God. And while rehabbing my left, my right knee started swelling up, so they MRI'd it, and they said, your body rejected the graft. So my body ate up the graft of yeah. the guy, so now I have to have... <laughs> now I'm rehabbing both knees at one time, and that's when the doctor told my mom, coming out, I'm getting recruited, you know, 118 D1 scholarships, and the doctor tells my mom... Crazy. Yeah, football might not be for him, 
And as soon as he said it, like, my mind, we got in the car, and I heard him say it to my mom, and I got in the car, I was like, we need to find another doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, that guy can't be right. She was like, he's wrong. Like, my thing was like, he's wrong. But that was like the moment wow. where it had to click for me. And doctors are Royan, they call him Dr. X. He's an Emory in, uh, in, in Atlanta right now. He's the dog of orthopedic surgeons right now. And he was the guy that said, no, nah, we'll fix you up. We'll get wow. you right, you'll be ready wow. to go. And Florida, all American, you know, played in the league for Hold years. It. But that was that defining moment. But that, that doubt, that, that doctor telling me football's not for you right. was one of the moments just hearing a grown, professional, smart person say, you're not playing football anymore. And for me to go against that yeah. and say, Nah, we'll find another doctor that does American believe. and then leave college early. Hey, college college is a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, but did, did you have any of the moments like, you talk, yeah, your, your story is amazing, what you're just like, that, well, that journey, but that doubt, you doubting yourself, other oh, people doubting you? Every day. Yeah. Every day. For me, that was probably five years ago. Um, I, I get some opportunities, but I'm sitting there with, a, with I see these guys, I talk about their other lifestyle, bridging that gap, right, of what my lifestyle was as a kid to what I saw other people's lifestyles were. It was funny that through all that journey, that to, to I was about 25 years old, I'd seen though the lifestyle that maybe hadn't felt that grind. And like I said, everybody's got their own journey, but they felt that kind of grind to really feel what it's like to be hungry. And I said that a lot this past week. They didn't know what it's like to physically be hungry. Wow. They started falling apart, right? They, they gave up. They got almost there, maybe get to the truck level, maybe get through some of the, you know, kind of trying to break the ice and one of the top three series gets too hard. They couldn't rally sponsorship. They couldn't whatever. And for whatever reason, they gave up. Well, guess what? Out of the hundreds of thousands of kids who start doing this at that five years old, right, all the way up, that number becomes, you know, you know, 1,000, 800, 700. You get to hear. I mean, we're talking... What, between all three series, mm -hmm. give or take, what, 80, 90 guys need to do? Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for a living well by the time you get there and those guys start falling out 
and you're still, you're still moving your feet forward, well, the odds keep going up. I know exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chan, I mean, this is, I don't think we have this story. I don't know you guys understand who you guys are sitting next to because <laughs> on our show, they see Ocho, they see Fred Taylor, you see myself, but you know, some of those guys are gonna be, you know, Hall of Famers or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like Ocho and Fred. And, uh, but they just know him as the talent. The guy that says like some cool things, some crazy things, <laughs> like some of the fat guys hamstring. Like that's the guy. I can attest this. But, but, no, this but I, no, this is this is football royalty. Yeah. Seriously, you know what I'm Facts. saying? Like his his NFL career was cut short because of the knee injuries. But this dude is different. So I, I say all of the, the the really crap on you right now. Yeah. Right to say like he Whatever. doesn't understand. Well, you do know you Whatever. have those Whatever. moments. Yeah. But he was always put up here. Like that was 118 D1 scholarships. How many? D1 universities are there? Like 120 something? Yeah, everybody. I had, so he I pretty had, much got a scholarship from everyone. Yeah. So Unbelievable. my thing is, those guys, I, he loves you. Great job. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, I know that. Propped him up. Then brought him back down. Well, I know. Oh, brought I know him back down. He ain't gonna give me too much credit without something on the back end. What's coming next? But no, it's just like, I remember being in high school and uh, there was like, you know, the, the top 50, the top 100. My name wasn't on those lists. I wasn't on those. Right. You're not on those lists, right? You weren't on those no, lists, not right? not at all. You know, it's like you saw those guys that made it to the University of Miami. They made it to the University of Florida. Made it to the, to, to the USC's of the world, the Oregon's of the God. world. And what happened was it got a little hard and tough there. And then they end up folding. And that's why I always tell some people, say, it doesn't matter. It's about the, it's about the journey, not the destination. Yep. Just keep working. Keep moving. Just keep working. If you keep working, eventually it's gonna work. what's meant to be is going to be. Because... Work, you gotta have faith in that, no matter what. Work ethic and that type of dedication wins 10 times out of 10 over talent that doesn't have work Guaranteed. ethic in that, right? Guaranteed, and that's exactly right. I mean, I, you know, we talk about this gap for me from 18 to 25, it's the numbers I use, but in the grand scheme of things, between that time, you know, the dark days was seeing everybody I knew that hadn't, hadn't felt it, that I knew were not putting the work in, yeah, they were. They had checks and the sponsorships, mm -hmm. and people were. They were getting their shots further and further up. Like you're talking about your buddies, seeing them right. go off and get their, their scholarships. Well, that's what I'm watching. Yet then here I came, many years behind them. Right. They started fizzling out way that's later. Right. But that was to your advantage, because like I said, when when you told me the story about the siphoning gas, oh yeah, fill them in on that. Yeah. What does that yeah. mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That's true story, man. When you true when story. you have to decide, we have to make life decisions yeah. on whether I'm going to race. Mm -hmm. Or not. I think of that when I'm in Atlanta and I want to go check the mail or go down the street. I got to make a life decision because traffic yep. is so bad. I can't go now. I was looking at something. No. You're making life decisions on how you're going to get home after the race. Why? I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you figure that out on the fly, though, right? But for me, you know, which exactly the moment you're talking about, um, <laughs> 2010, Legends Million here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Legend Cars, the kind of car I was racing those years. I talked about winning all those races and whatnot. And here it is. They announced this race we're going to put on. It's going to be a million-dollar purse. We're talking about a car now, by the way. Hang on, time out. A car, <laughs> a car that maybe costs 15 to 20 grand to build, mm. and they're going to pay a million dollar mm. purse. This is massive. We, I talk about having to win three or four times a week. We're talking two or three hundred you bucks a night. You know what we call that? Where I'm from? What's that? We call that a lick. A lick? <laughs> Hitting a lick? That's a lick. Hitting a lick. Hitting a lick. That's you right. You put in 15k, you about to get a million. Right, right, that's right, right, right. right. You, just, you, you were getting 200 dollars to win a race? Yeah. So the, those shows. <laughs> that's why you had to run 120 of them. You know what I mean? 150 of them. <laughs> You had to win every damn one if you're going to eat, right? Yeah. And that was no different. And, um, but I say all that because here it is. They announced this race. going to pay two hundred fifty grand to win, a million-dollar purse. And by now, obviously, I'm favored going in there, but it's 330 entries for this race. 
as a night and the whole week draws out, you know, I'm still working at that guy's shop I was telling you about. We got 10 cars. So I, I helped with this Dan Snyder and a couple others help prepare nine other cars, give or take, to go ready for this race and then get mine ready. So when all said and done, I ended up passing the guy for the win with nine or 10 laps to go and win the race. 19-year-old Daniel Hemrick from North Carolina hauls it off turn four. He's just won a quarter million dollars. July 17, 2010, the day that changed Danny Emmerich's life and career, $250,000. Getting up on stage and they hand me this $250,000 cardboard check. And that's life, I mean, you know, not that the check's life, but I knew that race was live on national television. All the eyes, I, I wanna say even possibly one of the NASCAR races that's supposed to be going on was under rain delay or something wild where right, there's a right. lot more eyes on that show. Right. And I win that race, and the guy who handed me a check, I'll never forget this, and he'll tell you this. I li literally just talked about this yesterday with him. He, his name's Don Hawk, and he hands me that check, and he says, man, what are you going to do with this? I said, if you look down, literally, I can see my socks through my race shoes, holes in them. I said, Don, I don't have enough, enough gas to get home. He said, what do you mean? I said, no, not I don't have enough gas. I don't have enough money to even get gas. I said, my car is out of gas. I just rolled in here to 95 Honda Civic with no, <laughs> no ball in the shifter holding the ignition to get me in here because it don't run. I had to siphon the gas out of this race car after we get down, you know, get through tech and get actually declared the winners. I'm going to pull the gas out of this thing, put it in my Honda Civic to get me home because I, don't, I can't stop at a gas station. I ain't got no money to put in this thing. Come on now. Um, no, bro. He showed up and win. That's a, man. That's a moment, With no gas bro. in his car. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Wow, He's going to win a... this race wow. with no gas in his car. How about that? <laughs> can't make that up. After he built nine other cars to compete against him. Unbelievable. Then got his own car ready. I'm just trying to give you perception because we don't it. do this in football now. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't football. This right. isn't sticking ball. This yeah. is motorsports. And you know, hearing your story, it's like you're explaining how the grind is the same, but it's different. It's you same. know, and yep. you didn't have a silver spoon in your mouth. Yep. In that car, that team wasn't waiting for you. You didn't have the best of anything, yep. but you still found a way to win. So I believe in talent. You no, just became. I that's, appreciate that, man. But that's, bro, that's so powerful. Appreciate that. Like, like, uh, like, bro, Facts. like, almost like, yeah, yeah, I, we we cry a lot on this show. My goal is to not I'm cry. not going to cry today. I'm not going to cry today. But you know, as an athlete, and I know Chan can. You feel this? He's macho. He wanted. He might not cry. <laughs> right? He's like, like that, he right? He's like Fred Taylor. He's like Fred Taylor. But like, I love him because you can relate. Yeah. Right? Like those moments like what you had, like that doctor and those surgeries, and there was other moments that you had as well. And it's like, man, it's, it's almost like I can feel that. Yep. I know Absolutely. those moments. Yeah. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's, that's deep stuff, bro. It's like, it's almost like spiritual in a way. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, talk about that tattoo, your tattoos, your stars, and me getting what bro, I'm getting. Like I slept in a, like, I slept in a tub the night before the game because of Coach George. Oh, Larry, how he was working us, and, and my body was hurting. And I'm like, damn, I'm supposed to go out there and perform. There's going to be NFL scouts in the stands. They're going to be watching this film, but I can't. But this dude is killing us, right? And I'm crying because I'm like, my mom back home in Atlanta is sleeping in a motel with eight people in a two-bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are those moments, and people look. I got, like, now today, we got, uh, we got, uh, 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 <laughs> bless their heart, we got 100 people on our team. Right, and I walk in sometimes, and they just look at Brandon Marshall. Oh my goodness, you you made a hundred million dollars in your career, yep. and, and then they talk to me about sacrifice, and I'm talking to them about like no work ethic and sacrifice. What do you know about sacrifice? What do you know about work ethic, Brandon? First of all, do you not understand my story and my journey? And second, 
I still have 99% of my family going through the same thing. Yeah. So like, bro, I, I, like that, to me, that's like, I, bro, oh my goodness. <laughs> I appreciate but that. That's the, we talk about the it. We ask a lot. We, we, we've right. talked to all these, you yep. know, yeah, from absolutely. the top yep. drivers to the upcoming drivers to everybody, the pit crew, the it. That, is, that, is that why you have it? Was your journey why the it is there <laughs> that you can win <laughs> Xfinity? Mean, you ain't got a choice, right? That's yeah. the it. The it is, what else am I going to do? There was literally no other way for me to provide. There was no other way. You just got to show up. Because if I don't show up, it's definitely not going to happen. Right? right, and that was the only thing, you know, through all that, and I know you dealt with all of y'all dealt with this. No matter what you're doing in life, no matter where you're going, where you're trying to get, there's always, there's always those tough times, and some days you don't want to show up, right? right? And the one thing I told those cats that, that gave up when they got there, they quit showing up. Right. And I'm, I'm thankful they did. Right? Yeah, I'm right, thankful they did. Right, right. But I knew I was not going to show up. You're not that guy. Through the through all the, the nine, the, was it nine second place finishes? Through <laughs> through all the you know the odds being against you. You're going to show up, man. You just got to show up. And to me, that's it, yeah, because I, there was no other way. So 2021, no champion now. Let's push the conversation forward. All right? Walk us through this year. Oh, man. He just said it, though, nine second places. You couldn't just pass. <laughs> well, second is still bad. Oh, one time. Just pass the last dude. I know what I'm talking about. That's that. All, all joking aside, I'll tell you, man. So, uh, hold on, no, before we go there, hold on. Hey, because uh, I ain't had, I ain't know this information. He yeah. had nine Not this year, place but since my Xfinity career, yeah. Yes, in Xfinity. Nine times. He could have won Tied nine times. Tied the most of all time without. But was just the one best guy. runner up. Yep. Hit him, hit him with the, hit him with the, with the bippy bop. Five, five. What did Nelly say? What did Nelly say? Three, three is not a winner, and two nobody remembers. <laughs> Dang, D. I am number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what you're talking about? Yeah, three is not a winner, and two nobody remembers. That's <laughs> Nelly. I love it. I love it. I love it. Damn, nine of them. Nine of them. Nine of them. But it's funny, right? We talk about all the winning as, as a young kid. Right, right, right. It's pretty comical, right? When you look and you're now you're the guy that can't win. Um, we made it count though. We needed yeah, to. Yeah. The points and all. Like, yeah, I, I said won. it right after the race that I would. No bull. Like, I would relive every one of them again to feel all that build to what Phoenix brought. Explain coming from turn two yep. to this finish line in, yeah. the, in the last yep. race. White flag's out, getting a turn two. He'd been way better than I had been all night. And I am, like, if I let him get any more than six feet in front of me, he's gone. And I'm he started first. Yes. He yep. started first, yeah, he started win. Can he tell the story from Brandon Sorry, Marshall? I'm, I'm, you know, he's I'm I'm Miami, he's Miami, he's Miami, bad, I get messy and I'm cutting people. Can my this bad, man tell his story? I love you. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Because you got me, you set it up. Now I'm leaning in, I'm ready. I'm like, oh, he's ready. All right, come on. He's, you know, our format's first, you know, the first guy the championship for wins at all. This guy's won, I don't know, five, six, seven races this year. I haven't won any. I'm the, nine, I'm the second place guy. Here they come, racing back. One more lap in the season. One more lap for a championship. Austin Sendrick running for his life into turn number one. Here comes Hemmert. He dials up the low lane. He goes to the bottom. They're banging behind him. It's Sendrick by a nose. Here I am. He's, he's in touch. He's three feet in front of me, going to the final corner. The final corner, our entire season, 33 weeks. Well, for me, all 30 years of my life, building to this one particular corner. And he drives in the corner and he gives me three feet. Three feet off the bottom. <laughs> a surge to the middle, checker flag's in sight. Just into his left rear, he gets loose, and I gas up. When I gas up, 
We're adoring each other. Here they come down the back straightaway for the final time. Cindric is around Hemrick. He'll grab sole possession of the lead. Hemrick is going to drive it in deep. He gets right on the back bumper. Here comes Daniel Hemrick. They bounce off of each other. Cockpit's full of smoke. You can you can hear the crowd. I mean, losing their mind. You can. I mean, it's intense. And I can feel the momentum. I've told this many times after. I can feel my momentum pulling me past him. Like I know he's not stopping my momentum. Checkered flag in the air. Daniel Hemrick wins the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship by a bumper. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We're talking yeah, this like much. That. Yes. Your entire life defined by this much. Right. What if it goes five feet the other way? Right. That's what you can't help but think about. And I, I'm just thankful. I say I'm thankful for all the other moments because you took something from every one of them. Right. All the good, and all the bad, from all the second places, and all the all the noise. Career win number one in walk-off fashion. Daniel Hemrick right now taking the helmet off. He climbs up on the roof of that race car, saluting the crowd and giving everybody the backflip. He did and stuck the landing. Daniel Hemrick is no longer Mr. Second Place. But here's the special thing about that. Some of the top Super Bowls, you have, you know, Matt Ryan versus Brady. Right, they're down by 28 yep. at halftime. <laughs> you also have Russell loud. Wilson versus, damn, Brady, Tom Brady and every damn Imagine thing. that. He's every Super Bowl. He's probably been but, this But year. I say that yeah. because like, there's those probably. games. But then you also have Seattle versus the, the Broncos, okay? And they blew them boys out 45-3 or whatever it was, something yep. crazy. That wasn't an enjoyable game. Like those, that's a, that, that's a, that's a memory, oh. right? Like you're talking about what it came down to, can, turn two. There was two cars no, side by no, side. No, it was like eight turn, wheels turn connected four. trying yeah, to get to the start four. finish line. Right, it's like, crazy. Yep. <laughs> like from the fan's perspective, right? Like obviously I'm a fan first of, of everything I get to live right now. And if I take myself completely out of it and I go back and take, my, take myself out, like it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, finish-wise, yeah. from a fan's perspective. Yeah. Like one that'll go on forever. It'll be shown forever. Well, and just to be a part of that moment, it's, it's humbling, right? That's, right. that's the coolest thing. It is my honor and my privilege to present to you the 2021 Xfinity Series Championship Trophy. Well done, my friend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the time? This is it, man. Let's do it. That's all you. I love it. It worked perfect because he got paired up with a great crew chief. Incredible. Incredible, incredible crew chief, and Dave Rogers is well known in the sport. Very. Yep. What did he tell you on that last restart yeah. when, when you told the story? What did he say to you? There's two or three that all kind of came back to back, two specifically, but the last one, it was the same three things all night. It was offense, be on the offense. You're one of four to make it here, best man wins, right? So the, the other message was, was uh, house money. We're playing with house money. Nothing else matters. Like, it literally don't matter if you go down here and crash or you go down here and finish second. That's all the same. But winning is different. That's what matters. And quite frankly, we're, it's house money. We're here. Attack, offense, house money. That was all I got preached. Um, so taking the checkered flag, brief silence. Everything's quiet. Um, my spotter says, you did it. Another probably two or three second pause. And Dave Rogers keys up. He says, you'll never have to answer that stupid question again. <laughs> referring to finishing second. Finish referring, second. <laughs> referring to again. Not, not winning. Right. All about that, champion. Your first win, you'll never have to answer that stupid question again. 
man, you know how cool, I mean, that was, that was everything, right? Mm -hmm. People talk about, you know, has the whole night sat in, like winning, you know, we all talk about winning a lot, like winning a lot as a kid, like that's a familiar feeling. You don't forget what that felt like. Mm -hmm. That came back immediately, like, damn, I missed this. This is, <laughs> this is what I've missed. But to do it on the magnitude and the stage that was under the finish, the style of finish it was, I mean, you know, one for our sport, for the history. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think about, you can't help in that moment, think back to nine second place finishes, trying to be, you know, trying to be gracious in defeat. Right. But now it's time to be humble in the victory. Like that was, wow. that's what all that was. Like right. all that buildup, all these years, all those bridging that gap from five to, to 30, like all that was finally like, this is that, that it. This is that moment. Like wow. that's what you wait for. Come here. Hey, baby. Dad, dad. Babe. Long time for 2015 or 16, huh? He's my guy in cup now. Enjoy, enjoy it, bro. Uh, I think he's done crew chief now. I'm talking about you. Oh, me? You got work to do, man. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> don't stop that's here. No. Yeah. That's Xfinity. Yep, exactly. We got cup on our, you know, to think about Guaranteed. and to get there too, you know? Guaranteed. You got a new team that you're with now again. Yep, to, to another that, one. To that point, you, you were in cup, correct? I was. With uh, yep. RCR. RCR. Yep. But they only gave you one year. Explain to me that we're, we're new yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we're learning yeah. this whole thing. Like explain to me how you get the cup and then like that whole dynamic for having a, a one year tryout. Yeah, is that no, normal? Um, not normal. No, but you know, no different in all sports, right? I mean, the game has changed and uh, I was vulnerable. If I'm being honest with you, I was vulnerable. I was coming off two decent years in Xfinity, making the championship four with RCR, get to the cup level for RCR. And I'm sitting there with personally, you know, a lot of sponsorship driven, a lot of, a lot of that is what funds, you know, can this keep going or not? Um, and I had a teammate in the Xfinity series at RCR while I'm cup racing and he was, he was killing it. I'm not gonna sell him short. And the cup level as an organization, we were not. And here I am, we're not getting results. I'm not getting results. Um, as a company, we're not getting results and he's getting, he's getting them at the smaller level and there's some funding there with him. He's the guy, see you later. See how that works? I was vulnerable. I was, I was out, just like that. And that mm. was that next to last pivotal moment, right? It was, now, now what? Now you've made it to this level. You've made it to the top of what you've been doing your whole life, and it's unraveling. Pulled out from underneath you. Faster you know what to do. Um, to be in that moment and to not know what was next, the sun was going to come up and had to keep showing up, right? That was it. Um, it was so late in the season. That happened in 2019. I was full-time cup. I found out with about two months ago. Two months, that's nothing. Contracts are signed four months ago for the next however many years going out. Here I am with no ride, with no nothing, with two or three Twelfth months. Hour. And um, luckily, you know, that's when Poppy Bank, who was on my car, you know, which is pretty cool, full circle, right? To see it come together, um, them get to be able to enjoy a championship now. But they stepped up and they found me a, uh, a ride there at Junior Motorsports for uh, 20 races the following year. And quite honestly, when I thought I was at my lowest low of 2019, 2020, you know, as tough as it was for everybody, right? That was a different level. Yeah. Felt like everything I'd done my entire career, which was, you know, we talk about showing up, putting the work in, but it didn't matter. It's like, no matter what I did, you couldn't get the, the momentum going back the right way. It's kept on the decline. You know, and my entire career was based off finishing races, being smart, you know, putting yourself in good positions. Even if you're not winning, you're, you're maximizing the day, making the most out of the cars. 
And I was now 2020, here I am, out of the cup series, part-time Xfinity again, <laughs> tearing up everything I get in. Couldn't find the right spots to be in. You know, mentally, just, you know, physically doing everything I can, yet nothing is paying off and don't feel right. Right? I mean, it's just not coming together. Make you, it through that. You know, the, the picture that I see is the two men um, digging. Yeah. Right? Where going with One this, yeah. dude stops. Mm-hmm. The other dude keeps going. But the goal was right there. Yep. You seen that picture? He's up against yeah. it, yeah. Right? It's like it, if he just went another. One more time. One more time. Showing up. Right. Showing up. Just show up. Showing up. That's what I see, bro. Yeah. And I think, like, your victory this past year and this championship is sweet. But the next five, I think, is going to be sweeter because, like, when you have that type of journey, that type of story, you know, that's what it's about. That's what you enjoy. It's like, you, I just have, imagine, like, you holding up the Cup Series championship trophy and, you know, people are going to see that, but, like, tears coming down your eyes and you're just like, you know, I had to siphon gas, right? <laughs> Went from Cup to Xfinity, and that's what you're living. Everybody else is just seeing that moment, yeah. right? So, that's so funny. No different you talk about walking in there, about all the money you made and all the that's hype. Right. And, that's that's what know. you enjoy. I don't know. You know, Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace. Kobe Bryant, like what I love about Kobe Bryant is like he's a great and champion, but there was those moments he, you know, had a bad game or didn't shoot well. And he told the people at Staples Center, keep the lights on. And he's in there by himself till midnight, one in the morning, getting up extra shots, more buckets. Like that's what you, as an athlete, as a champion, that's what you, those are the moments you cherish. Yeah. The that, money. That's what defines you. The, the brands, the contracts, like, ah, that this just stuff, comes with it. This stuff is great, right? right. Doing all this. It means you did something good to be able to sit and right. BS with your buddies so, about it. But it's all the other stuff. So uh, to, to land a plane, talk to me about 2025. 2025. Yeah. That's a long way out there. Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah, I mean, heck, you know, I got. Yeah, where are you at? 2025. I know it's not going to be easy, but I know the trajectory, my vision is to be doing no different than what I did this past year, but at the cup level, to be able to see myself mixing it up with the greats of our sport at that time come 2025. Who knows who that'll be? But I look forward to me being one of them. That's what I see. Love it, love it. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Hey, Appreciate you know guys. what I feel? I know you got something else. I just, man, what, what's your workout regimen, man? <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> bro. Like, you making me feel bad. How old are you? I'm 37. Okay, so you got me beat by seven. Oh, okay. No, but no, that's, 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 that's an 18-year-old body. No, that's how no, I look no, at no, it. Can you no, show him no. the abs? Oh, show him, bro. <laughs> I mean, look at this dude. The, teeth, oh, the cheekbones. The cheekbones. They do it for the sponsors. Let's see where this progresses to over a short amount of time here. Most of the drivers have a little belly, right? Yep, he definitely stays in shape. I mean, I put Bubba up there. If Bubba, if Bubba loses seven. Ish. Ish, yeah, ish, yeah, right. I love him. Yeah, you know, That's I love your boy. That's, That's your boy. Right no, seriously, can we just get a peek? Oh, I don't want to. Is this standing or just sitting? Stand up, stand up, oh, stand up. God. Show him the washboard. I'm, just I'm never going to live this show down. Show him the washboard, bro. Oh, my God. Come on. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. He washing clothes on that thing, baby. Come on now. <laughs> hey, happy wife, happy life. Right. She likes it, okay? You know what I mean? My God. My God, that's science right there.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.